Welcome to another episode of The Brand Called You, a podcast and podcast show that brings you leadership lessons, knowledge, experience, and wisdom from thousands of successful individuals from around the world. I'm your host, Ashutosh Garg, and today I'm delighted to welcome a very senior professional from the world of family business, Mr. Sunil Soni. Sunil, welcome to the show. Thank you so much, Ashutosh, for having me. Thank you. Sunil is a family business consultant. Uh, he's also the founder of the Indian Family Business Network. So Sunil, before we start talking about Indian family business, tell me a little bit about your background and what took you to family business. So I think as somebody said that when you look at the dots, they don't connect forward, they connect backwards. Mm -hmm. uh, I think I've had a similar story. So at a very young age, about at about 14, you know, when I just completed my 10 standard exams, my father gave me a bike next day and he said, now go to the store. And I'm talking about my family business. So this is where the journey for me started. I started working with my family business. I mm -hmm. was involved in operations, mm -hmm. managing customers, you know, handling procurement, all of that. Mm -hmm. I worked there for about five years. And I think that gave me a good insight about business. And I, at that point was, I became really passionate about it. Okay. And I think after my graduation, so during my 11th, 12th standard and graduation, I was involved in family business. Mm. And I felt that I need to kind of learn more about how bigger organizations function. Right. And that is where I went for my post-graduation. I went to Flame University in Pune. Mm -hmm. And uh, I met one of the brilliant professors there, Professor Indra Parikh. She was dean at IIM Ahmedabad. Mm -hmm. And the first day of our class, she says, do you know 97% of the families break away? within three generations right and that was an eye-opener mm -hmm. you know me coming from a family business recognizing that this won't last beyond three generations was mm -hmm. a big thing for me because mm -hmm. now i was becoming passionate about my business mm -hmm. and so this is where the journey started i started learning more about family businesses uh we in fact you know in one of the sessions she invited me along with my father and uh, we had certain discussions and i recognized that how each families have different working styles different communication styles mm. sometimes which leads to complication correct and from there on last 16 years i've been with family businesses starting from my own family business then i joined a family-owned group called dalmia bharat group you must be familiar yeah i know them very well yeah yes so I worked with them when they were professionalizing the board mm. and I was in, you know, involved in leadership development there. Mm. And after that, it's been largely consulting with initially with startups and then exclusively family business, because with startups also, there was a similar story where you have a founder, he has an idea, but he needs approval from brother, Correct. he needs consent from father to fund. Mm. And there were challenges there. Mm. So I think the whole journey has revolved around family governance. And I think, during this time, just to give an insight, I've met close to 500 Indian family businesses and abroad. Mm -hmm. uh, they can come from either the founding generation to all the way till sixth generation. Right. Usually business operations are above 100 CR and all mm -hmm. the way till 7,000, 8,000 CR. Mm -hmm. And complexity could be two member family or as many as 70 member family. Sure, sure. sure. Very interesting. And uh, before we get into more details, what was the need to set up a family business network? So I would say that happened by coincidence, mm -hmm. you know, uh, during Corona, you know, we were, all of us were back home and mm -hmm. we were still looking for ways to interact with people. Right. And during that time, there was this application which was introduced in the country called Clubhouse. Correct. And it was a brilliant opportunity, you know, for, for somebody like us, mm -hmm. it's not snippets, you know, mm -hmm. I'm still kind of passing on to that. But it's more about conversations with people. Mm -hmm. And Clubhouse opened that opportunity for us. 
So digitally, I would open a room and invite people to have family business conversations. Mm. Normalize the fact that it is okay to have differences. Mm. It is okay to have communication gaps. It is okay to have different aspirations. Right. And this is where you know the conversation got bigger. People said you should organize a club around it. You should organize a network around it. This is important. Because if you realize almost 80% of our economy is either run by family businesses mm. or family-owned businesses. Mm. So this was a huge space. Every right. Kirana store, every second door in the country is, and they were looking for space to speak these out. They had mm. no idea who to speak with. Mm. They thought, my father is the worst or my brother is the worst and I'm stuck in this relationship. Correct. What do I do with my life? Mm. This is where we started the conversation. To my surprise, uh, we grew to almost 1,800 members in five months. Amazing. We had exclusive sessions for decision-making, communication, constitution, governance, women in family business, mm-hmm. uh, 21st century women in family business. And I think this was a remarkable platform to recognize that there is a wider need for this. Correct. Well said. So, uh, Sunil, you know, you just spoke about three generations. It's a very old Chinese saying, which has come from down the years, which says the first generation builds. The second generation consolidates and the third generation destroys. Yes. Uh, I wanted to ask you, in given the fact that you are so well entrenched in family business, how has family business in India changed over the years? Wow, that's a remark. I mean, that's that's a journey. Mm-hmm. So I would say, uh, first of all, the saying you spoke about is there in every culture. In Correct. India, we say it, ki umra you know, uh, a bungalow which is built usually lasts for 60 Correct. years. Uh, what you spoke about, Chinese say that wealth doesn't pass three generations. Mm-hmm. Germans, US says short, short sleeves to short sleeves, clogs to clogs in three generations. All the cultures have this. Sure. And here in India, I would say, I think uh, the family business tradition has been phenomenal since the very beginning. I think you would recognize we are one of the oldest nation in the world. Mm-hmm. And Family business have been foundation. In fact, we have communities around family business. You mm-hmm. have Atawal community, you have Jain community, you have Marwari communities who have this science of business inbuilt in their blood somewhere. Mm-hmm. You know? mm-hmm. And they recognize this deeply. So usually what would happen is that the wealth would be inherited by the sons. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, they would carry forward the legacy of the mm-hmm. business. And then there were differences. Families would part of this. Mm-hmm. Last 40 years have been very different mm-hmm. you know, since the rise of economic opportunities, the rise of role of women in the business, the rise of education, which is, you know, driven from different facts. All of these things have influenced our culture deeply. Mm-hmm. And the influence has been such that a huge amount of wealth has been created in the last 40 years. Right. Yeah. And what has happened is this was through sheer passion and the values which are inbuilt in our culture. So brothers mm-hmm. would work together, create a business, induct the next generation like I did in my own family business. Mm-hmm. Then what happens is that somewhere the second generation grows, they're studied abroad, they come mm-hmm. back, they have different ideologies, they have different perceptions mm-hmm. and they want to introduce these ideas for the good of the business. Mm-hmm. And then there is a mismatch of styles. Mm-hmm. There's a mismatch of communication. Mm-hmm. This is where for the first time, people start recognizing differences. Mm. They might not surface it, but they start recognizing that we are different. Very interesting. One of the easiest way they find is if this can't work out, let's separate. But I think separation opens up too many other dimensions of complexity. Absolutely. Absolutely. Staying together requires you to kind of put off the ego aside mm. and think 
about the larger picture, mm -hmm. which I think is not a common practice. It used to happen earlier. I would say at least 50 years back, this was okay for the young, you know, younger brother to listen to the uh, elder brother. Mm. It was okay for the sons to go by whatever father has said. If father said stand up, he would stand up. Father has said sit, he would sit down. But I think the last 20 years has not been such. Mm. People have changed. People, you know, the next generation got educated in a very dis different system. And now they want to question. They want to understand things. Okay. Which is often take people by surprise. Mm. Or also the lifestyle and the expenses of these families have changed. Correct. Drastically. Which leads to, again, differences in family, differences in business operations, differences in expenses, mm. all of that. Mm. So what's happening is now we are at a state where a lot of second generation, third generation has inherited huge amount of wealth. Mm. And they're struggling with these differences. Correct. Correct. They fail to communicate. Often mm. what happens is, you know, the emotional language is not very well built or mm. very well spoken about. Mm. When, if I'm dealing with emotional struggle, often I have fail to articulate it. I don't understand what's happening. It's not going well within me, mm. but I don't understand what's going wrong. And I, if I don't understand, I can't communicate with others. And Wonderful. that leads to further confusions. Wonderful. The so, other thing, Sunil, that I've also been noticing, uh, and I've got lots of friends uh, in the family business uh, networks. Um, I've been noticing that there is a severe stress, not from the perspective of interpersonal issues of families, but family businesses are not innovating. They're asset heavy, cash poor. And because they're not innovating, they suddenly begin to find that, you know, some startup is coming and has become a unicorn and they've been there for a hundred years and they're not there. My question to you is, why do you think this is happening? Why are family businesses not innovating? So this is very interesting, you know, Ashutosh, and we need to look at it from the right perspective. Mm. I think, first of all, innovation, scaling are very new subjects to the management world, which has, you know, happened in the last 15 years. Correct. And the pioneers who are leading innovation and scale are startups. Mm. A very different machine, which is driven by valuation, which is driven by scale, which is driven by profit. Mm. They're ready to burn out a lot of cash mm. for that matter. And innovation happened through that constant failing. Mm. If you look at family businesses, they don't have money and external money. Nobody externally is investing into them. Mm. So all the money they have is hard-earned by the family. So the ability to fail and innovate and constantly burn out a lot of cash mm -hmm. is lower. Mm. At the same time, family businesses have a lot of legacy baggage. Mm has a baggage of the family and they are already spread in a certain structure. Mm. Yeah. I think all of these things together become somewhere, the, the change becomes slower. Mm. Mm. And so if you want to innovate, there are certain ways where the family kind of puts an idea outside the family business, the, mm -hmm. the cash cow of the business. Outside that, one of the next gen is made responsible to lead that mm. the family acknowledges or allows a certain amount of funding to that idea and let it go. Mm. But it will still not happen the way which would happen in the startups. Correct. So if you would look at this, family businesses are not startups. Family businesses are not corporates. Startups are driven by valuations. Corporates yep. are driven by profits. Correct. Family businesses are much more deeper. Mm. They're driven by values. 
they are very conscious of what they take from the society and what they give back. Mm, mm, if mm. you would look at the second tier cities in the country, you would see what phenomenal work has been done by family businesses absolutely. in terms of philanthropy. Oh, no, there's no, absolutely you're food. absolutely right about yeah. that. Yes, absolutely. I mean, there's no no denying the fact that family businesses are really the. I mean, we are, as people say, a nation of businessmen, and majority of them are family businesses. As you very rightly said, small or big, but family businesses. But yet, uh, Sunil, one of the things I've been observing, talking to many people, is that there is an age divide that is coming in. The younger family members uh, want change. The older family members do not want change. And most of us don't want change. You know, at my age, I'm happy with status quo. Anti, if I can use that term. What can be done for this huge core business group of our country to recognize that there are some major opportunities outside? I think in simple words, the answer is communication. Mm -hmm. The answer is exchange of these ideas. Okay. The answer is right platform. Mm -hmm. And the second thing is that this generational gap mm -hmm. There is a root behind it. So I'll answer it with the cause and then I will respond to you that what can be done about it. Sure. So if you look at the cause level, mm -hmm. if father has built the business over 25 years, mm -hmm. he has done what he had to do. Mm -hmm. And now he wants to preserve mm -hmm. because there's a lot of hard work which has gone to it. Correct. So he's discovers. The younger generation wants to expand, explore, create new things. So they don't calculate the risk in the same way the elder generation looks at yeah. it. So both of them are driven by different things. Mm. So one is at root, there is this challenge that one is looking to preserve, the other one is looking to grow and explore and exploit. Mm. Yeah. So there, what can be sorted you know, in this difference is for them to recognize that both of us are driven by different things. Mm. Now, can you come together and exchange this? It has happened beautifully in many organizations. Mm -hmm. You know, during COVID, we used to have these discussions where the second generation recognized the digital opportunity. Mm -hmm. Before COVID, they expanded into digital mediums. Mm -hmm. And when everything was shut and closed, it was only digital mediums which are sustaining the revenue for the families. Wonderful. It it worked fabulously. Mm -hmm. and then there are certain families who didn't go about that change. Mm -hmm. So there are examples of families who've done it beautifully, who've mm -hmm. surfaced these ideas, discussed about it, experimented with it, leveraged it, gave the right space to the next generation. Mm -hmm. Look at bigger companies at the same time. I think they're doing phenomenal. I think Dalmia has a similar story. Mm -hmm. Puniji first created jobs ahead outside before he kind of triggered or tinkered with the family business. Mm -hmm. And then he came back and he was given the right opportunity. So I think this requires at the base exchange, mm. at the base communication, mm. and then the spirit to understand each other. Mm. Very interesting. There is also uh, an, uh, you know, an issue of resolution of conflicts. The father says, I've earned all this money. Um, and, then, and, and the next generation says, yeah, but it is family wealth and I now, now need to take it further. How do you get involved in resolution of some of these conflicts? So this is the prime part of our work. Mm -hmm. In fact, you know, this is where most of the families reach out to us. Mm -hmm. You know, you don't go to a doctor if you're fe feeling well. Correct. You go to a doctor when you're not feeling well. Mm -hmm. so families reach out to us when there is an ongoing concern in the house. Mm -hmm. There's a conflict. There's a difference of opinion. Mm -hmm. 
so during these difference of opinion one of the first things to recognize is that both the individuals in the family mm. you know if it's the father who's saying i want this wealth mm. the prime reason for him to earn it for you know for himself and the second reason is to ensure that the family has the right base mm. and it is to give to the nation mm. but unfortunately what happens is sometimes when the second generation comes in and mm. they say that the business is still driven lala style mm. they often unintentionally tell their father that you're stupid you're driving this way mm. you don't know how to do the business mm. you know they unintentionally hurt the feelings which which are not expected coming from a son mm. so telling your father that you're not doing this right you know you're illogical or you're stupid often there is a closure right okay. there correct in and our, culturally not acceptable in our country so that is where i think the communication completely drops mm. so the first thing we do is as soon as we get in we try and understand from the individuals what's happening here first mm. of all to discover and to listen each and every perspective mm. that what is it you are wanting mm-hmm. what are your needs what are your struggles mm. and then we surface the bigger thing that we have these opportunities these are the strengths in the family these are the concerning areas mm. now if you want to leverage the strengths and tackle the concerning areas we need to communicate mm. we need to learn to communicate with each other we need to understand each other's perspective mm. and that is where these conversations are facilitated in a manner where the father can understand the perspective of the son where he's mm. saying it's time change very interesting and the son can respect that it's not easy to build a business of this size it takes 30 years 35 years 40 years and mm. hard work of 16 hours every single day into the business correct correct i agree and there is also a lot of talk uh, sunil about uh, a family constitution a lot of family businesses i know are beginning to Uh, enter into a family constitution at what stage should a constitution be prepared oh wonderful so as you know constitution is an element of governance in the family sure. meaning that how do you want to govern the family and mm-hmm. constitution is a written document of family policies and process mm. family values so as i said most of the families when they reach out to us at conflict mm. most of these families are not ready to write down things because mm. if you're hot headed you can't write down the right things for mm. long term mm. so first of all we recognize the family that if it is a conflict stage or mm. it is a stage where things are normal things are aligned there are differences but they are tackled well mm. i think it is at this point when we say that it is okay for you to start writing right because now when you're not hot headed you're calm you think you can think long term mm. you're patient is when you are in the right frame to write things hmm. so first of all it is important to take the heat away yeah stabilize the things and then is the right time to start writing that what is it we want 10 years from the now 20 years from the now because constitution is more about planning for the future and documenting that how family has succeeded so far hmm. so documenting the success story and what are the things which have made us successful in the future mm. what are the things if we abide by will help us prosper together mm. so if you want to do that i think family constitution you should start writing when things are normal or mm. you're looking for growth you know mm. three brothers grown the business together they're saying that we have gone through it but we are you know we are unable to think that how our kids will you know manage this togetherness very well said for them very well said so sunil i've got time for two more questions my next question is on succession planning 
again, a big area of discussion, dispute within a family, especially when there are several aspirants. You know, earlier it used to be like the king's, the oldest son gets uh, whatever it is. But now, irrespective of male or female, everyone has a right. What are your uh, perspectives on when should a succession planning exercise be started? When it should be started? When the kids are young. When okay. kids are 10. Mm. You know, uh, I think that's the right time because you're not concerned about the capabilities, what they're doing, how, how much they'll inherit, will they fail, will they succeed? You can think with a stable mind. Mm. So succession planning should start again at a time when things are calm. You know, you can tap into the right opportunity. You mm. can serve give the right platform. Now, succession planning has few elements. One is within family business, it's mm. not only about only taking care of business interests. Mm -hmm. It is also about if somebody is not going to find the family right. to take care of them as well. Mm. So family business succession planning is a bit more complex. Mm. If you look at, you know, uh, how is it the family should go about it? I think it is about recognizing how the ownership structure is there in the family and how mm. it needs to be passed on. Right. It also depends on a lot of values within the family. Mm. That do you value family togetherness or do you value individuality? Mm. And that would decide the succession planning. Mm. You want to give different business verticals to the family or you want to have a family group, mm. a holding company which will or a trust which will take care of all the verticals within the business. Mm. So there are a, a, a quite a few details here, but in a overall questions, you should start at a time when things are okay. And succession planning is a matter where, so succession planning, you should start surfacing the conversation and start creating a broader structure to it. Mm -hmm. So in family business, you should consider the family and business, both aspects. You should look at managerial positions as well as family emotional positions. Okay. Okay. Well said. And my last question to you, uh, Sunil, given your vast experience in the area of family business and the fact that you've created a family business network, for all our viewers and listeners, what would you say are three lessons uh, they should take away um, from our conversation and from your experience? So one of the first things I would say is, again, family businesses are the core of it or mm. core of our nation building and you know mm -hmm. foundation and it is okay to have differences yeah it is important to surface the differences in the right way yeah so communicate is the second way if yeah. you have differences surface the differences yeah and then communicate with each other mm. often communication gets blocked so i would say Go ahead and communicate with the family members about your aspirations, about mm. your opinions, about your views, and do not get heated about it. Mm. Mm. And if you're thinking of family togetherness, mm -hmm. take the right steps now, mm. thinking 10 years ahead of line, because nothing changes in the family within two years. Mm -hmm. You know, if there are differences, it can go a bit worse, but you're right. not going to separate in two years. Correct. But the separation is very much possible in the next seven, eight years or 10 years. Mm -hmm. So you need to think about it in the future way, taking care of the current needs of the family. Very interesting. Sunil, on that note, uh, and your three amazing lessons, which is family businesses are the core of our, uh, of our country. Uh, it's okay to have differences. Your second one was to be uh, resolve a lot of the difference through communication. Uh, 
And the third one was to take the right steps now with a 10-year perspective. Thank you so much for speaking to me. Thank you for talking to me about family business or family business network and all your amazing uh, insights into how family businesses function. Thank you again and good luck. Thank you so much, Ashutosh. Pleasure being here. Thank you for listening to The Brand Called You videocast and podcast, a platform that brings you knowledge, experience and wisdom of hundreds of successful individuals from around the world. Do visit our website www.tbcy.in to watch and listen to the stories of many more individuals. You can also follow us on YouTube, Facebook, Instagram and Twitter. Just search for the brand called you.